Welcome to episode two of the Managing Miscarriage podcast. I am Melissa Whitman, founder of the nonprofit One Generation and our current initiative, Managing Miscarriage. We help women through the heartbreak of miscarriage, and as a nonprofit, we run completely on donations. Our services help thousands of women, so please support us by donating through our website, managingmiscarriage.com. Thank you for tuning in. Hi, Laura. Thanks for joining me today. Can you just tell me a little bit about yourself and where you're at in life right now? Sure. Um, I am married. I've been married for nine years, and my husband and I have a five-year-old daughter who is in kindergarten. We decided last year, late, well, early last year, I guess, that we were ready to try for another child. And so we jumped in and tried and um, didn't end up the way we wanted it to. But as of today, I am right now at this moment in a good place. It, it changes from day to day. It changes from hour to hour. It can change with one person saying something to me. But at this particular moment, I'm feeling pretty good emotionally. That's awesome. Yeah, it really does completely fluctuate, especially if you run into a Facebook post or, you know, someone makes a comment. So I'm glad you're in a good place right now. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Good. So tell me more about your recent miscarriage. Okay. So, well, my husband and I got pregnant. I took a positive or I took a test and it came back positive in July. Um, Had an appointment scheduled in August went in, well, it was August 15th specifically, went in to the doctor and found out to our shock that we were expecting a set of twins. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was pretty exciting. Um, we were scared, obviously, but really excited about it. And the ultrasound tech was able to get heartbeats on both of them, which was awesome because she said that's not always easy, easy for them to do at that period in pregnancy. Okay, and with twins, yep. And with twins, yeah, it's always a little harder. So we were pretty excited about that. Um, I waited. I had an appointment scheduled about a month after that on a Tuesday morning. It was September 12th. Went in for my appointment, and um, my doctor was not able to find heartbeats. And so she said, well, let's just go in the other room and do a quick ultrasound. Um, pulled up, you know, sat down and got started on the ultrasound. And she says, well, it's my job to look for heart activity. And then she paused for a while and said, um, I'm going to go make a call and see if I can get you into the OB today. And at that point I was, I was nervous, but I was still hopeful that maybe she just wasn't seeing it correctly. Yeah. So I went right over to the OB that same day. Actually, I just walked right over there and waited for probably an hour, which felt like a way longer than that. Oh my gosh, yeah. It was a long hour. So I went in and kind of the same thing. The OB, you know, sat me down and she went to the first baby and said, I don't see a heartbeat or any blood flow. And then went and looked over at the next baby and said the exact same thing. And at that point, I think I was just in shock. I wasn't really particularly emotional yet. 
even though I knew and it was my gears were starting to turn, but it, it didn't it didn't hit me right away. But then we were talking and she asked me what it, we wanted to do for funeral arrangements. And that was what got me. That's when I started crying because that's when I thought to myself, oh, my gosh, this is real. Yeah. Oh, wow. And were you there by yourself? I was. Yep. My husband oh. actually was up at was at work. He worked about an hour and a half away. So I had to call him and then he came home right away, but he was an hour and a half away. So it was, you know, I was by myself for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So by yourself at that appointment, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I've experienced four miscarriages and I've never had that immediately asked. I mean, that is like, whoa, kick you in the stomach kind of question. Yeah, it is, isn't it? It's it's kind of funny because I've said that to several other people I know that have also had miscarriages and they've said, oh, wow, I didn't I didn't get asked that at all. Or some of them didn't even have the option. Like I was grateful that we had the option of getting our girls back. We Mm -hmm. had them cremated and um, we went and picked out urns for them. But some of the other girls I know have said they didn't ever get asked to do that. So I don't know. I'm grateful for that, but it does kind of take you back. Yeah, yeah, especially when you just found out. And how far along were you? I was almost 12 weeks. I was about 11 and a half weeks. However, she, when she had measured them, said that they had stopped growing at about eight weeks. So they had already passed almost a month prior so pretty much right after my ultrasound appointment it had to have been right around right around that same time and i just didn't have another appointment for almost another month and never had any miscarriage symptoms so never thought otherwise right okay did you have any morning sickness nausea anything like that going on um you know i really i really didn't uh the only thing that really really got me and actually in the first place made me think I'm I'm pregnant was I was so tired and I remember that same thing with my daughter yeah just you know you're just fatigued all the time mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. was that was really the only s- symptom I had okay hmm. I always find that interesting because the research goes both ways on it so just asking people is um, well right and she had she even said to me Prior to me even finding out I that same day that I had a miscarriage, she said, I just feel so much better about this pregnancy if you were feeling sick. Oh, and interesting. I, yeah, and I had been. So hmm. that was, you know, I don't know. Okay. Well, yeah, it is what it is. Interesting. So, right. so your reaction, you know, you're in there, you're by yourself, you have to wait an hour for the OB, and then she's telling you a about, you know, there's no heartbeat, no blood flow. And you said you were kind of in shock and then it hit you. But what about, you know, the drive home? What about that time that you're waiting for your husband? What what was that like? That was a very, very, very lonely moment for me. Yeah. I, you know, I called my mom and, and cried to her. And then I talked to my mother-in-law. But I had to sit at home and wait, knowing you know, he's going to get here and then we're going to have a, you know, a good long cry together. But it, I mean, it, it was tough. My daughter was at school, thankfully. So yeah. she, she didn't have to see my initial 
reaction, which I think was probably good. But it was it was tough. It was a long, long hour and a half to wait. Oh, for sure, for sure. And had you told your daughter that you were expecting? We did. Yep. She okay. knew we were expecting, and she knew we were expecting twins. And how did you handle that with her? Well, we just we just told her the truth. We said, yeah. you know, the babies are are not alive, and she wanted to know how. That was her big question: was how. And of okay. course, you you don't know you don't know necessarily what to tell them. Just well, something happened, and we're not sure right now, but you know, it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And how did you pass the miscarriage? Well, I my body did not pass the miscarriage, so I ended up having a DNC. Um, I was given all three options. The first one being I could wait it out and see if my body passes them. Yep. And the other option she gave me was she could give me a medication to take that would basically put me into labor and that I would have contractions and then I would pass them. But she did not want me to do either of those because I was having twins. She was nervous about not having everything come out. Bleeding. Yeah. Actually bleeding. bleeding. Yeah. So we kind of decided together that it was a better idea for me to have the DNC. Okay. Now, a lot of women are very nervous about, well, any of this, because this is all super sucky, but about having the DNC. So can you share a little bit what that experience was like for you? Sure. So it's actually, you're put to sleep. So you don't know a lot of what's going on. Um, you end up spending an hour getting prepped, just like any surgery. And then they tell you what they're going to do. I mean, they say, well, we're going to dilate you and then they basically have a straw that they use to take out the remains of your pregnancy and then um, you wake up and you're in recovery so it's a pretty quick surgery and I honestly left there and did not have any pain physically oh and that's wonderful after yeah. all that you don't need additional pain that's great no. yeah it was it was great she even gave me a painkiller that I never had to use once so that good. that was good. And I did, you know, I did have a little bit of bleeding, but nothing like nothing like I would expect for like when you're having when you have a baby and you right. bleed pretty heavily after that. It, it was nothing like that. Good. And then no yeah. No complications after. You were feeling good. You he you've healed well since then. Yep. Yeah. And she you know, they give you kind of the same restrictions following a DNC. You know, they say can't have sex for six weeks or three weeks, actually. You know, what all that same stuff. And then you have to go in, have an appointment, and they check to make sure everything's back to normal. Good. Good. Okay. And have you had that appointment? I have. Yep. Oh, and everything was good to go. Everything was good to go. Oh, that's wonderful. Okay. And how has this impacted your work? Do you do you work at home? Do you uh, work outside the home? How has this impacted you? Yeah, I work outside the home. I'm a dental assistant. And um, I am very, very grateful that I work for some fabulous people that are understanding and supportive of stuff like this. So I got a lot of hugs and a lot of people saying I'm sorry and 
cards in the mail and all that stuff. So it, it was great. And it was tough for me to go back. I had to spend my first day when I got there in the car for about five minutes just gathering myself because I knew that when I walked inside, I was going to get emotional because it was going to be the first time I saw these girls yeah. after having been out with this miscarriage. But they've all been they've all been great. That's wonderful. And you were able to yeah. take some time to recover. Yeah, well, the strange thing about it is I actually had taken that week off. I was on like a staycation week. Oh. So, and I, it's weird how it worked out, but I had I had the time off anyways, so it just it worked out. All right. That's good. Yeah. How about your partner in the relationship with us? You know, it's it's been tough for both of us. Uh, we both kind of go through moments where, you know, one of us is doing well and the other one isn't and then vice versa. So that's made it kind of hard. But um, I truly think that it it has strengthened and bonded a relationship more. Uh, neither of us have been through any kind of death like this mm -hmm. or loss. So it, it's been a learning experience for both of us. But I think just being able to be there and listen to the other one has been a huge, huge help for both of us. And um, we're lucky in our town that we live in, there is an organization called IRIS, Infants Remembered in Silence, that offers support to women that are, well, not just women, their families and spouses too, that have been through miscarriages, stillbirths, or any kind of infant loss. And so we have a whole packet of information from them and they've been supportive of us and helpful too so we're just lucky for that community that is fantastic yeah what a wonderful organization yes it really is it helps a lot of people good and it sounds like you guys have been able to be strong when the other person needed support and then switch off yep good that's really good and it kind of seems to be a common theme in a relationship. You know, this is such an emotion, emotional and shitty experience. But when you're able to come together, it really is a beautiful thing. So I'm glad that you are experiencing that also. Yeah, yeah. We're, I'm very lucky for that because it's tough. My husband works a lot. And, you know, it's always hard to see your spouse hurting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, especially your husband, because you feel like, well, they're supposed to be the strong one. They're supposed to be holding this together. And but they're they have feelings and emotions just like we do. Yeah. Is there any resource that has really helped him that you're that you know of? Did he reach out to a friend? Did he have, you know, a friend that had been through this also? You know, I, I don't think he has. I think this is a completely new experience for him. Um he stopped into that Iris office and got some information for both of us. So awesome. I think that's kind of been his, his source of support. Good. Good. Yeah. That's awesome. So what helped you the most through this experience? So you find out you're having twins. You even hear the heartbeat on both, which is usually a really good sign. Um, I mean, it is. It's a positive sign. Yeah. And then you find out that you've miscarried you know through this roller coaster what helped you the most well I have had to be very strong in my faith because it could have completely rocked me and kicked me to the ground 
which some days I feel like it has. But it's one of those things where I just need to, I need to have hope that I will see these children again someday. It just won't be, won't be for a long time. And um, that I have to just talk to other people about this experience. Because one thing that I've really learned through this is how common it is, but how many people don't talk about it. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I was so surprised. Even girls I've worked with for years who said, oh, I've had a miscarriage too that, that I never knew about. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. Oh. I, it's, yeah, it's, it's just, it's crazy to me that nobody talks about it. I mean, I, I feel like it's something you need to talk about if you're going to properly grieve. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and not feel alone, that lonely time that you had. I mean, oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, it's, it would be hard to go through it and not have any support from anybody. Mm -hmm. But the faith component, that's yes. good. That is, that's solid foundation for you. That's yep. really good. Awesome. Yeah. So with your experience, do you have any advice for future miscarriage sufferers? You know, if someone's listening and maybe they don't have anyone or they're not comfortable opening up, what, what would your advice be to them? Well, I really would hope that they would try to open up because I think the easiest thing to do to be able to properly grieve is to find somebody to talk to that'll offer you support. I mean, like any situation you go through in life, it builds up inside of you if you aren't able to let your emotions out and talk to somebody about it. So I think it's really important for people to share that stuff with someone they trust or someone that can help them. And then, like I had said before, maybe they'll find out that that person or someone else close to them has gone through the same thing and they can offer them the same support that they need. You're right on. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, and also for for the resources, like I said, I'm, I'm lucky in my community that we have that organization that works with families that have been through that. Mm -hmm. But I know that not not every community does, but... I guess I would encourage them to look into those organizations to try to find find if there is support for them in their community. Yeah, that's really great. Laura, thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. I know it's not always easy to share your story so openly, but just know this helps so many women and their partners and is a really, really wonderful gift that you're giving. Thank you. I appreciate you asking me to be a part of this. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day. Yes, you too.